everyone, good to see you again. My name is Ankle Mulman. Our website is cwowi.eu and it stands for Church Without Walls International. We are part of a worldwide network of house churches. And when you go to our website, you can find a lot of information about that, but also many articles uh, that deal about your faith and how to grow in the Lord. Today, I want to do a video about our life and our life, uh, our journey to house church. But I cannot do it in one part, in, in just one video. I for certainly need to do it in two parts. And you think, okay, but I've heard part one already, but there were some issues with the uploading on the, on YouTube and so on. So many people could not hear it. The sound wasn't very good. And uh, so I'll do part one again. So I'm sorry if you already heard it and thought it was okay for you. But I promise you I will do part two very soon. Okay, part one, where do I start? Uh, our journey, our life together, and, uh, and what the Lord did in our lives. I also want to share some of the things that we learned, some of the mistakes we made, uh, the way that the Lord works and that we oftentimes do not know and have to understand about that because that is important, but because then we wonder what happened to our life, why did the Lord do anything, uh, you know, and he promised and why didn't he do anything, stuff like that. And I want to start with a benchmark in our life that happened in 1980 when our, our pastor at that time, he was a missionary from Sweden, had a word from us. And part of that word was that he said that the Lord said, the testimonies of my first witnesses will also be the testimonies of my last witnesses. So that... Uh, for me, I understood it as, okay, the first witnesses I know, that's in the book of Acts, they were the first witnesses. The last witnesses that will be those that, the people that are alive, those Christians that are alive, just before the Lord returns. So we will be part, it was also mentioned that we will be part of those last witnesses. And then I thought, okay, what happened in the book of Acts? Many miracles, people coming to the Lord, healings. People were saved when they just walked in the shadow of Peter, for instance. So that was very exciting. We were looking forward to it, but for many years nothing happened. But now I think I have to go back to the beginning of our life. I'm sorry if I sometimes have to take a sip of water. I had a, a bad cold a couple of weeks ago. But okay, let's start at the beginning. Uh, my life, I knew the Lord since I was a child. I always walked with him. I talked with him. My mom was a born-again Christian, spirit-filled. Uh, so she always talked about the Lord. She talked about the Lord coming back for us. So that was just a truth that was in our hearts. And uh, that's how I always lived. I've never, uh, how to say, tasted of the world because I saw what happened to people who are in the world. I saw that and I thought, how can you ever go back to the, how can you go to that? How can you lose everything that you know about the Lord just to, um, yeah, to experience sin and stuff? I've never done that. So I've always walked uh, in the light and walked with the Father and, and, and with Jesus. Uh, my husband is a different story, Will. He um, grew up in a Catholic family and at age 16 he decided not to go to church anymore because he, as he says, well, when I go to church and I come back, I get out of church and I am not changed, what's the purpose of going to church? As you know, um, <clears throat> for many Catholics and uh, at least for um, my parents-in-law, it was just important that you are a part of the church 
and then you are safe. It doesn't matter, you know, what you do or what you believe, what you do during the week. As you go to church, then you are fine. So that was very upsetting to my uh, to my uh, parents-in-law. Uh, but we'll say, yeah, nothing happened. So um, I don't know. And I even don't know if there is a God. If there is a God, I've never met him. I've never seen him. So he left the church. Uh, at that time, about late, uh, a little bit later, when he was, uh, uh, I'm sorry, when he was older, he started to, uh, um, he, he always wanted to become a teacher, a primary school teacher. So he had done two years of that school in Deventer and then he got in a deep uh, depression actually wanted to end his life but the Lord um, really saved him and actually that was through a, a through a pastor, through a priest a, a priest, a Catholic priest who challenged him and who asked him and he said well you don't believe in God but why don't you ask the God that you do not believe in to show himself to you. So we all thought okay I will do that so he asked God I don't know if you exist but if you exist, please show yourself to me. And he did. A couple of weeks later, Will was uh, in his bedroom uh, at night asleep and he woke up. And in the corner of the bedroom, he saw a shaft of light. And in that shaft of light, there was the Lord. And he asked the Lord, the Lord, if it is you, if you want me to live what I don't want, I ask you to um, to help me that I can get rid of all the medicines that I'm taking. And immediately he felt peace down in his spirit. He fell asleep. And the next morning he was born again. He was as new, although he knew nothing about being born again. He knew nothing about the blood of Jesus that saves us. He knew nothing about uh, you have to speak with your mouth, you know, Romans 10, 17. He didn't know. He just said, Lord, if you if you want me to live, please do that in my life. And the Lord did. So then uh, what happened then? Okay, we met. He went to a church where I was also a part of, of the youth group. Wonderful uh, time was that in the Lord. Many things happened. It was a time of the Jesus movement and people were born again, spirit filled. And we all had such an excitement and an anticipation that the Lord would come back soon. Uh, so we met and um, we got married in 1975. But before that, he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, I always wanted to be to become a teacher, but now I am yours. So it's not up to me what I have to do in my life. What is it that you want me to do for my life? And not long after that, he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw the word study with a stripe through it, you know, no study. And underneath was bookshop. And now you have to know that there was a Christian bookshop in the city where we lived. Uh, the, the bookshop was called Acapé from Acapé Love. It was started by um, by the pastor and some others of the church, of the Pentecostal church. So he th and, and he knew, well, this is the Lord. He wants me to work in the bookshop. So what we did, both of us, we went to the pastor and we said, no, we finally know what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to work in the bookshop. And then the pastor said, well, the Lord didn't tell me anything about it. And that felt like a bucket of cold water was poured over us because we, at that time, we didn't understand. We we thought, how is that possible? We are so sure it is the Lord. And how is it possible that the Lord did not show him that? So we went home, were a little bit confused, actually. But then we thought, okay, you know, you know what? The Lord will make, will make it work because he, he mentioned it. So he has to do it. We'll just sit back and let him do the work. 
And uh, let us uh, prepare ourselves to become a worker in a bookshop. So what do you have to do to become a, to have a, a bookshop? So there were certain studies you had to follow. So we all started those studies in the evenings in another city is called Zwolle, about an hour, I think, from where we lived, uh, once a week at least. And then he had his papers to become a, uh, to, to have or to be the owner of a bookshop. Well, to run a bookshop, actually, that's how I should say it. And you also learned, of course, how to do that. Uh, but what we didn't understand that sometimes the Lord calls you, but there is a, oftentimes a time between the calling and between the time that you are really sent out. For instance, do you say, well, I don't know if that's true. Yes, let's go to Acts 7 and there's the story of Moses. Moses was called Acts 7, where does it say in verse 23? Acts 7, 23, it says he was 40 years old and it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. Seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended, avenged him who was oppressed, struck down the Egyptian, for he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. But he did not understand, but they did not understand. It's just like our story. We suppose that God already talked to them, but they did not understand. And then it says in verse 30, verse 30, when 40 years had passed, then the Lord appeared to him, okay, in the flame of fire in the bush. And then the Lord said in verse 34, okay, I've come down to deliver my people and come now I will send you. So there's oftentimes, oftentimes a time between the calling and between the sending. And for Moses, it was 40 years. Now, I'm glad it was not 40 years for us. Another example was Paul. For instance, you know that he was called in Acts 9 on the road to Damascus and the Lord called him. And then in Acts 26, Paul is recalling uh, what happened to him. Let's go there. Acts 26, verse 16, I think, and 17. The Lord says, uh, okay, I have appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness both of the things which you have seen and of the things I will reveal to you, and I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well from the Gentiles, to whom I now send you. So at that time in Acts 9, the Lord said to him, to whom I now send you. And you think, well, that's amazing. So Paul was immediately sent. No, he was not immediately sent. Because when you go to Acts 13, well, you have to understand that Acts 9, that happened in the year 34, uh, 34, and then in Acts 13, he, he was actually sent out. Uh, it says um, in Acts 13, the church came together. Paul was one of them. They ministered to the Lord. Then the Holy Spirit spoke and said, "Now separate to me Paul and Barnabas as soul for the Barnabas as soul for the word to which I have called them." So they were already called, but now it was the time for them uh, to be sent out and to separate them. And that happened in the year 45. So for Paul, there were 11 years in between. For us, I'm glad not that long, but oftentimes we wondered how long will it take? And we saw people running the bookshop and they came, they were ex-students from a Bible school we had in the Netherlands. And then they left and another couple came and another couple came and we were always thinking, okay, Lord, when is our timing? <clears throat> and then... When there was a young couple that ran the Bible school, um, they went on a holiday to Spain and he got a very bad accident and he couldn't work anymore. So that was the time when they came to us and asked us if we would, uh, would be able to run the bookshop. 
and of course we did so we we are glad that we didn't push it anymore that we just waited and let the lord work it out and we had to understand that oftentimes there's a time in between like in second peter peter says second peter's first chapter verse four it says that to us are given great promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature So oftentimes God gives us promises, something in the future, and we are waiting for the promise to be fulfilled, right? But to him, it's more important the journey about the process, about the journey to the promise, the journey that we may be partakers of the divine nature, that we will be more like him. And in that prob- in that process, that is oftentimes that the Lord works on our heart, that we have to learn to trust him and <clears throat> to not trust on our own. Uh, ability like Moses that he trusted on his own ability on his own uh, what he had studied and what he learned and what he knew to do uh, how to deliver his people but it had to be God and it solely had to be God so it's about the promise um, what else can I tell about that then of course we started to work there but because there were so many um, things done wrong in the past Because, yeah, you can have a Bible school a diploma. It doesn't mean that you know how to run a shop, how to run a bookshop, how to do bookkeeping and so on. So many things were done wrong in the past and will try to do his best. And did. he worked very hard to make it right and to, to finally have a profit. But at a certain point, he just couldn't do it because when he ordered some books, he already knew that he was not able to pay for it. So that was very hard to him. At a certain point, we had to make a decision and say, okay, I think it's best to shut it, shut it down. And uh, that's it, actually. Pay the people who own us money and, and ask for favor. And Will did. He asked for favor and the people understood it and we had to shut it down. And that was something that we didn't understand. How can the Lord send you to, to do something? And then he wants you to shut it down after a couple of times. Because in Christian circles, you oftentimes hear... When the Lord is in it, you know, it will prosper, it will flourish, people will grow. And they talk about uh, many more people will come. Or when you start a church, you know, many people will come there as if that is a sign that the Lord really called you and that he is in it. And that is not always the case. Sometimes the Lord wants you to start something or to do something for the purpose to end it. Also with churches, sometimes people start churches or continue having churches when the Lord already has moved on. So, and then he probably can send someone to that church for just for the purpose to shut it down. So what happened um, when we shut it down, of course, we were unemployed, which was hard for us. Unemployed, what do we do? But uh, the, the, the Christians in the city, after a while, they really missed having a Christian bookshop. So from different churches, they came together and they decided to start a Christian bookshop with volunteers. And they did, and that functioned very well for many, many years. But my time is up. Uh, next time I will more talk more about what happened after that, about the promise that God made, about the witnesses, you know, and they will our last witnesses, our journey to house church, because what did we do after the bookshop Agape in Deventer? That's for next time and for part two. Thank you for listening. Go to our website, cwowi.eu. Bless you.